Welcome back to 500 Seconds to Joy. It's your host, Stephanie, and this is episode 125. How did we get here? I'm so excited we're here. And I have Ashley Freehand today. I am so honored to have her here. She's the creator of the Purpose Gathering community, and it's also a podcast, the Purpose Gathering podcast. And Ashley is such a bright light in this world. She's such a sweet mama. And she is going to talk to us about whether we can be peaceful, productive, and purposeful all at the same time. Like, can we be getting things done, but also be really intentional and purposeful and peaceful about it all? Well, she would say yes. And she's going to share some really practical tips with us and just encouragement and inspiration for all of you mamas out there, especially for you mompreneur mamas. She is a mompreneur herself, and she can really speak to that. But if you're not a mompreneur, that's cool too, because this episode is going to speak to you as well. This episode is for the mom who feels like she wants to get things done, but she doesn't want to sacrifice her family time. She doesn't want to sacrifice her peace in the home. You're going to love this episode so much. I walked away with a lot of takeaways. I took notes. You're going to want to take notes for sure. So enjoy this episode and to connect with Ashley after this, go to the show notes, click the links, and you will be so encouraged and inspired by her. Okay. Enjoy. Hey, Ashley, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you here with us today to chat about being purposeful. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. Yes. So Ashley Freehan is from the Purpose Gathering and she's a podcaster and community founder. And she is just so, she really is purposeful. Like she really says, like lives out what she says. Um, And I always really respect that. So I wanted to have her come on here to talk with us about, you know, she's a fellow mom and she's a mompreneur and she's doing things in the world and also, you know, pouring into her family. So how can we do all that? Right. So how can we be productive, peaceful, and purposeful? And that was kind of, um, why I brought her on because I felt like you actually have just this specific view and lens of looking through the world, looking at life and looking at the world and family life and business that is, I think, unique and special because not everybody prioritizes things in the right order. And I feel like you do. And so a lot of your training, yeah, a lot of your training just really points people to what matters. And like, one of the things is not being sucked into your phone. Like I'm so into that topic and I really love that you talk about it, but let's start with just what life looks like for you right now. And can you tell us what is the Purpose Gathering community and and why did you create it? Why did you found this community? Yes, absolutely. Well, first of all, Stephanie, thank you so much for having me on. It is You're such so a welcome. pleasure. I am so excited to pour into your community and share a little bit about who I am. So I live in Arizona and I've been married to my high school sweetheart for almost 13 years. And we have two kids. Jaden is six and Scarlett is nine. And right now they are both in school full time. So I have a lot more time to focus on my business. 
I also have a lot more time to focus on kind of the areas in my life in which I need to be improving because I think we can all relate having gone through, you know, quarantine with COVID really, it starts to kind of when you're alone, sitting alone a lot, you Mm -hmm. kind of are a lot of things come to the surface. And so I thought, you know, life was going to be so different when my kids started school. And it really is different, but in a completely unexpected way. Um, so life right now looks like focusing on business, but also really understanding more family dynamic and kind of the, the different things that I want to be focusing on outside of my business. And so although I have more time to work on my business, I don't find myself only working on my business, which I find odd because I thought it would be the other mm-hmm. way around. Um, but to give you yeah. a little bit of like backstory about the Purpose Gathering. So it is an online and local meetup community. And it the kind of the heart behind it is really to teach mompreneurs how to grow their business, but without sacrificing their family or their sanity. So mm-hmm. that has always been kind of the heart. Um, I have this deep-rooted passion um, for business, but also at the same time, I've experienced what it looks like. I've experienced that rock bottom, that burnout of focusing too much attention on my business and not enough on my family. And so really the heart behind this community started out of desperation and partly, I would say mostly obeying the call that God laid on my heart. Um, but I think a lot of mompreneurs can relate to what I'm about to say. I felt really lonely. I had so many friends who were moms, but they didn't own their own business. And then I had a whole nother set of friends who owned their own business, but didn't have kids. And I just felt like no one understood what it was like to do both. And so Mm -hmm. this community really was founded out of desperation, like I mentioned, and it really filled the void that I felt in my own life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of times we create what we need to, (laughs) right? Exactly. Yep. I always tell people people that I coach, um, you know, you're kind of your ideal listener. You know, if you're starting a podcast, you're your own kind of ideal client, um, maybe before your transformation, before you had some sort of breakthrough or epiphany. So I always find that interesting. Most people I talk to that are in the business world, they created something they needed themselves, which um, that's why I do the phone challenges because I need accountability too. So I love that you said that. I really, I really appreciate what you've created with the purpose gathering and, you know, you have the podcast and you share a lot on Instagram and you're just really calling people to focus on what matters, but not sacrifice like either end. Like you're still focusing on your business. You're still doing the things you need to do there. And then you're also doing what you need to do in your family life. So it's very hard to balance, but I like just the fresh approach you bring and you're just very real and you just share what's working or not, or what you've learned. I really, I really like that. And so as a mompreneur, you know, we do have to be productive Um, but how do we balance that? So this elusive balance word, like how does this kind of come into play with the idea of having a peaceful home and being purposeful in your family, like family life? Like, how do you see that playing out? How do you do that? How do you encourage people in your community to do that? Because I feel like it is a hard balance to strike, 
where you're trying to not sacrifice your sanity or your family, but you're trying to grow a business and maybe someone listening has a ministry. Like, I think it's similar when you're trying to grow something and it's something for you and like, it's your thing and you're trying to serve other people outside of your family, like the community or an online um, community. I think it can sometimes take away from, from your family and you don't even mean it to, but it happens. So how do you, how do you have things in place so that doesn't happen or it happens less often? Like, what are some things that you could share with us today? And I'm super curious because I need this advice too. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. This is such a great question, Stephanie. And it is obviously the mission of the purpose gathering. Unfortunately, there's not a simple answer for how to live peaceful and purposeful. There's just, it's it's actually (laughs) a culmination of really just a bunch of things, but I want to share a few of them with you. So a few of these things are going to be your self-care, time management, intentional connection with your family, and then establishing firm boundaries. Now, Mm -hmm. when it comes to reframing your mompreneur mindset, this is what I'm talking about is getting out of your own way. And I think it's so important for moms to realize that if we don't prioritize our self-care, no one else will. So for me, that looks like waking up early. I know that's not for everyone, but for me, that is the only time that I have protected because when my kids go to school, it's not realistic for me to come home and then do self-care. Like I know that's just not going to happen. And so I do it first thing in the morning when I wake up and it's been small baby steps. You know, I didn't always wake up super early, um, especially when my kids were little, um, they are older, so they sleep in a little bit longer. Um, but it, it's really important to take the time at the beginning to, set yourself up for success. Um, This also looks like for me, including personal time blocks in my schedule. And so I talk a lot about time blocking on my podcast and time management, I meant to say. Um, And margin is so important. Having Mm -hmm. that white space where you are kind of anticipating distractions. You're anticipating, you know, things to go wrong. You're leaving space in case you get a call from a friend or a family member who needs you. And you're not feeling rushed because you have your schedule, you know, jam-packed back-to-back appointments and back-to-back, you know, obligations. And so I think it's really important to have that intentional time where you set aside for yourself and then also margin. So when I talk about the personal time blocks, I'm talking about time in my schedule to grocery meal, you know, meal plan and do the grocery order. Cause that's what I do. I don't, I don't actually like to go to the grocery store. So I order my groceries, um, time for cleaning time for organizing and decluttering my home. Like these are all things that really help keep my home peaceful and purposeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so practical. I I have learned the hard way that when I pack my day with interviews or recording or like all these different tasks I want to get done, <laughs> specifically yeah. um, on the business side of things, something always, there's always some monkey wrench and then and then I end up being late for the next appointment, which doesn't feel good. And that's 
not what I like to do. I, I like to be prompt and I like to show up for what I say I'm going to show up for. Um, so it is interesting that you said margin because I feel like that's something sometimes you have to learn the hard way. <laughs> like you have to learn, yeah. Ooh, okay. Exactly. That was not a good idea to jam pack my day like that. It's not going to work that way, especially when you have kids there is so much unknown that happens, especially with like, I have a two-year-old who naps and, and I often do things during nap time and sometimes nap time's not as long as I thought it would be. And so I've kind of had to learn that the hard way where he, he wakes up crying while I'm still finishing up a podcast interview. And so these are the things that sometimes you have to learn the hard way, but I think this is really good advice for someone listening that, you know, maybe it could avoid, they could avoid learning it the hard way. So I like yeah. that, that idea of margin. Absolutely. And then in terms of self-care, like let's say for my season in particular, I kind of do a morning routine with my kids there. Um, what would you say, like if, if someone's, I'm pregnant and I can't really get up early, like I already don't sleep that great. <laughs> I get up to go to the bathroom and Sometimes my daughter wakes up in the middle of the night because she had a bad dream or something. So I'm basically just trying to get as much sleep as I can. So in this season, I don't get up before the kids. What do you suggest to someone maybe in my situation that doesn't have that self-care time at the beginning of the day? Do you suggest nap time? Do you suggest like after the kids go to bed or, you know, maybe a spouse can watch them after dinner? Like what? what do you see in your community for people that are maybe in, in a different life stage with a few little ones and maybe pregnant? Yeah, that's a great question. And I do think that as your season of life changes, your self-care routine changes as well. So for you, just surviving the day might be a good place to start, right? <laughs> when you have yes. little kids, like sometimes that's what it looks like. Sometimes it is making sure that you feed yourself before you feed your kids. You know what I mean? That was a big mm -hmm. one for me was that I would constantly take care of my kids first um, in just simple things like mealtime. And I would forget to eat. I would, I would get them snacks, but I wouldn't eat. And then, you know, my whole entire day, I'd be agitated and I'd be irritable and I wouldn't understand why until I started to pay attention to the fact that, oh, wow, I really am not prioritizing my mealtime. And so mm -hmm. even sometimes it's just very simple as that, like making sure that you are eating regularly, drinking lots of water, setting aside time to exercise. So that might be part of your self-care routine is we're going to go on a walk everyone's going to get into the stroller. I'm going to put on a podcast or some music and you guys can bring a book to look at. I don't know how old your kids are, but something like that, where it kind of gets into that routine of this is time for me, but I also have my kids with me. And so that's what that looks like. I have mm -hmm. a friend who has young kids and when they are in the car, that is her self-care time. So she'll put on a podcast and the kids just know that is one of the boundaries that she has set that when we're in the car, this is what it looks like. Mom listens to a podcast and you guys can color in the back seat. So mm -hmm. it's kind of getting mm -hmm. very strategic about your time. And I think a lot of moms, um, especially as mompreneurs, we feel like we can't have self-care when our kids are around. And that's, it, it could be true, right? There are certain things like getting a massage or getting your nails done. Those are, you know, like more superficial self-care things. Mm -hmm. um, 
but they're still good to have. But those are the type of self-care things that I think, you know, a lot of us think about those more luxurious things. And we don't think about simple day-to-day self-care um, routines that we need to have in place. However, like if we're talking about like hobbies and journaling, like reading, like all those things, like maybe those things that you're like, gosh, I just wish I had time for that. I would definitely carve out a time in your schedule. It could even just be once a week. You know what? Like I'm going to get a babysitter just for once a week so that I can sit and read a book without being interrupted. Right. And it's different for everyone. So you kind of have to assess your life right now and think about what are the things that would just really fill me up. And you might not know until you try it. But I think a lot of moms get stuck in that martyr mom where they're like, oh, well, you know, I have kids. Life is going to be hard for the next eight years, you know, whatever it is. And they just kind of write it off as being like, oh, that must be nice. Instead of really advocating for it and making the time to do the things that they want to do. That is so good. You're speaking directly to me. It's so funny. I just the other day thought it would be so nice if I could go to a coffee shop. I mean, right now with COVID, it's a little tough, but um, there is outdoor seating where we are. But um you know, just bring the laptop and do some work. And then I was like, wait, why couldn't I do that? (laughs) Like, it doesn't have to be every week. Even if I did that once a month, that would be so life-giving for me. And I just absolutely love coffee shops. Like, it's kind of my happy place. So um, thank you for that tip, Ashley. That's really good. And then what can we leave people with? Mom's listening. Maybe three tangible, like, takeaways so that after this episode – they're getting all pumped up and excited. <laughs> yes. You know, what are what are some three tangible things that that moms can do to pursue this purposeful, peaceful, productive life? Like doesn't that sound awesome? I want to I want to pursue that life every day. <laughs> what yes. can we do, Ashley? Oh my gosh, and that leaves like that leads me to a really great point is the fact that leading a peaceful and purposeful life is not a one and done thing. It's not something nope. that you just like <laughs> arrive at and you're like, woohoo, I made it. Like never. Um, yes. I, I'm always very authentic and real with my listeners too. And the fact that it's a journey, it is a day-to-day decision to live with purpose. And it is a daily decision to create a peaceful environment in your home. So I think we touched on the very first tip that I had for us, which was creating that self-care routine and making it work for you and also regularly revisiting it because so often we just get in the habit of doing the same thing day to day and we don't reevaluate. So I would say once a week, take a minute to just sit down, journal through how your self-care is going and ask yourself, like, am I feeling fulfilled? Am I feeling like I'm getting enough exercise? Do I feel like I'm eating regularly? Like go through the checklist of all the things. Am I scheduling the, you know, the appointments that I should be like eye doctor, dentist, you know, uh, female well exams, like all the things that you think of um, hindsight, right? Like, gosh, I should have done that. Why did I wait so long? Like all of these things. So that first tip would be to like regularly assess your self-care and actually put a routine in place and start to do it. Because I've noticed that, When women prioritize themselves, everything else falls into place because we're not feeling so naggy. We're not feeling so irritable because we're Mm -hmm. feeling fulfilled. So that's tip number one. Tip number two I would recommend is setting and enforcing work-life boundaries. And this can be different 
for everyone, obviously, but a couple of my favorites include a wake up boundary. So my kids are older, but they still wake up early. So my six-year-old son, he's up around six or six fifteen every morning, but my wake up boundary is if it's not seven o'clock, like you can't expect me to do anything for you unless Mm -hmm. it's an emergency and it sounds harsh, but it's not. And here's why, because if we condition our children to ask for what they need and we give it to them right away, then they're always going to expect that instant gratification. But if we allow them to delay that and we say, hey, you know, mom is doing, you know, what I need to do in order to get myself ready to be the best mom for you. So I need until 7 a.m. every single morning to do that. So my kids come in, they'll say good morning to me. Of course, it's flexible. Sometimes they really do need me. And I'm not just going to be like, oh, it's seven, you know, it's not seven o'clock. But for the most part, everything can wait. And so I just reinforce that boundary. Another boundary could be talking on the phone. Kids are notorious for interrupting, right? Yes. And so I, I heard this somewhere and I use it all the time. And it's having your children place a hand on your shoulder and wait. So when you're on the phone, they can tell you with a, with a physical touch that they need your attention. You can put your hand back on their hand to let them know, I, I recognize that you're waiting and then they need to continue to wait. But what that does is it gives them an opportunity to interrupt you without talking. And then you can find a break in your conversation to say one minute, my kid needs me, right? Or my child needs me instead of just having them blurt out on the phone or on your call constantly. They also do that in the car. When my husband and I are talking, I'll feel a hand reach from the back and just (laughs) on my shoulder. And I just think it's so cool. I think we do not give our kids enough like freedom to be the people that we wish they were because we are not setting or enforcing the boundaries. Yes, that's so good. That is so, so helpful. Thank you, Ashley. And, you know, if people want to connect. Oh, you do? Okay, tell us, tell us. Yes. No, Okay, I have one more. And this this last one is really good. I'm going to try to keep it more short and sweet. But this is spending special time with your children each and every single day, intentional Mm. and distraction-free, and they get to choose. And this I heard from Dr. Laura Markham. She is a an oh, amazing yes. parenting psychologist. You know so who she good. is. Oh, oh yes. yes. I do. I okay, love, so she talks about her work. Yes. She talks about this special time. And it's basically just 10 minutes of one-on-one attention with each child every day. They get to pick what you do. I set a timer. It is so good. If you have kids that are really needy, <laughs> that are super defiant, <laughs> it works. Yes. It works as preventative care. It works as in the moment care. Like sometimes my kids are just irritating me and I'm like, would you like to read a book? And they go grab Mm -hmm. a book, read a book for five to 10 minutes. And for whatever reason, that is all they need. They just need to know that they matter and that they are important. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that. That's such a good tip. And actually the days I do homeschooling with my four-year-old daughter, who's like super interested in school. I mean, she asks for it. I don't really push it. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, just let her lead. Um, When I do that, I sit down right next to her. I give her my full attention for at least 30 minutes. And she's just like a new person those days. It's incredible. Like I need to do this every day, even on the weekends. It's so, it it is life changing. It's so life changing. I'm so glad you shared that because whether 
whoever's listening, whether you have a business or not, like that is definitely something all moms can implement. And whether you have one kid or 10, you can do this. Like you might have to switch off if you have 10 kids, like right? each kid might have to get their own day or yep. two kids on one day. Um, so, you know, get creative with it, but I agree that that intentional time, like one-on-one with our kids and with our spouse too, like that is how we build these really strong relationships and with God as well. Like we have to have that intentional uninterrupted time, um, or else we can't build the relationship. Like every relationship needs time and effort. So I'm super happy that you ended with that tip. That's incredible. So, so good. And I know you have free resources and places for people to connect with you. So where should they go, Ashley? Awesome. Yes, thank you. So your listeners can connect with me over on Instagram. Uh, My handle there is at The Purpose Gathering. And they can catch my weekly podcast, which is The Purpose Gathering Podcast. And then I have a free resource that I would love to give them, which is a Productivity with Purpose workshop. And it is... Very hands-on, very intentional, and it's. I'm going to teach you how to strat. Stri- I can't speak. <laughs> I'm going to teach you how to strategically time block yes. your schedule to tackle your never-ending to-do list. So I will be sure to give you the link, Stephanie, so you can include it, um, so that they can catch it over there. But I always share all of my free resources over on Instagram as well. Perfect. Thank you, Ashley. Any last little bit of wisdom you want to share? before we say bye for now. And I think I'm going to have to have you back so we can talk about some parenting stuff because I can tell that you like all that, especially since you Dr. Laura Markham. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I would love to come back on. I think the only thing that I would leave mompreneurs with today is just the fact that you're not alone. Like I say that at the end of my podcast, Mm. but I don't know, there is just so much power in knowing that you're not alone. And so I just want you listening, you listeners to know that whatever you're going through, you're not the only one. And we are here rooting for you. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Thank you, Ashley. It was such a pleasure having you on. You are just a joy, just like the title of my podcast. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much again for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm so grateful to have you here as a part of this community. And if you love listening to these episodes as much as I love sharing them with you, hit subscribe on your podcast app. And if you're an Android user, you can download the Stitcher app and subscribe there. That way you know every time a new episode goes live. Thanks for being here, friend. Bye for now.